Well, church, on this holy night, let me say to you, good evening <laughs> and Merry Christmas. How great is it that we get to worship together this Christmas Eve? Man, I love being here. I'm grateful that you are here with us. And let me just say, if you are not a regular worshiper with us here at First Baptist Hearst, then man, welcome once more. Thank you so much for worshiping with us tonight. We're delighted that you're here. And let me just take a moment to briefly kind of bring you up to speed on where we have been studying recently. So our theme here at First Church throughout the Advent season has been, as you see on the screens, go tell it. And in that, we've been parked in the first two chapters of Luke uh, since back in late November. And each week along the way, we've taken a closer look at one of the many times where in just the Christmas narrative alone, we find that God's messengers told the story of the Savior's coming in order to rescue and redeem us from the curse of sin. We started with angels who told the good news to others. And then, well, those folks began telling the good news to still other people. You see, a word about the newborn Savior began to spread because people were having what we here at First Hearst like to call gospel conversations. And following on what we've already read together this evening from Luke's second chapter, we're going to find another time in the Christmas story where people were doing just that. They were having conversations centered around the gospel at Christmas. Now remember, an angel of the Lord interrupted an otherwise dull, normal, quiet night in which some lowly shepherds were, well, they were just doing what shepherds do. They were just keeping watch over their flock by night out in the lonely Judean hills. But man, once they received the life-changing news of the Savior's birth, there, <coughs> excuse me, there was no longer anything normal or dull or quiet about their night. We continue reading in Luke chapter number 2 to see that this evening. Now, you'll remember we left off a few minutes ago in verse 14, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Verse 15 now continues and says, when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, well, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and, and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And you know, we just might be tempted to think of this part of the story as kind of the B-roll material, if, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of folks may not ever even get to these verses. I mean, the real core of the Christmas story, that's what we read earlier in the service. Oh, but I want you to know, for this special time of Christmas Eve worship this evening, there is truth here that we cannot afford to just skip over. In fact, these shepherds, they give us another pattern to follow in the, in the wake of celebrating the incredible wonder of Christmas once again this year. 
Now, we're not going to take long, but, but let's dive into this part of the Christmas narrative. And, and the first thing to take note of this evening is that those shepherds, they had been exposed to the truth. They were exposed to the truth. We see it back in verses 8 through 14 that we read just a little bit ago. When the angel appeared and arrested the shepherd's attention and said, Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Man, those shepherds were unmistakably exposed to the core truths that we celebrate at Christmas. We summarized it just a couple weeks ago here at Norwood from Luke chapter 2 verse 11. And as you see on the screen, we we talked about how the angel told those shepherds about a personal gift when he said, unto you. It was a personal gift of salvation because of the prophetic birth of Jesus. He said, unto you is born this day in the city of David. Jesus, who is a promised Savior, unto you is born a Savior In fact, he's the only one who can save us, and he is the preeminent Lord himself. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. These are the truths that we celebrate each Christmas, and we celebrate them in a number of ways. We celebrate these truths in our songs of the season, and we celebrate these truths when we uh, set out our nativity scenes, and it's often, these truths are often recounted in our Christmas cards that we send and receive, and in the devotional books that we read in the month of December. We're certainly reminded of these core truths of Christmas in our Christmas worship times uh, uh, at church. And, and you know, perhaps in your family, these truths are also celebrated and remembered when maybe grandpa gathers everyone together in the living room and he gets out his worn Bible and turns to Luke chapter 2 one more time. You know, for many of us, year after year, we're exposed to these cherished truths each Christmas. Although for you, this very well may be the first time that you've been exposed to the truth of Christmas, the life-giving doctrine that, that lies behind our holiday celebrations. Either way, I pray that this Christmas you will not neglect to reflect on these same sustaining truths that the shepherds were first witness to. Again, let me say that. Don't neglect to reflect on the truth of Christmas. And may your soul be uplifted by what those truths teach us even further. You see, those truths that we just recounted, they teach us that God is always faithful to his promises. Those truths teach us that he put the gospel into action in order to make a way to redeem us from the curse of sin. And those truths of Christmas teach us that the Lord himself is our salvation. But let me tell you, for those shepherds, man, being exposed to the truth, that just wasn't quite enough for them. No, they next experienced the Savior, as we see in verses 15 and 16. I'm telling you, they were not content to just hear the news about the Savior born in Bethlehem. They looked at each other, those shepherds, and they said, man, we got to go see this for ourselves. And that's exactly what they did. You understand, it was the middle of the night. And yet they wouldn't wait even until the next morning. They left their sheep sleeping where they were, and those shepherds went immediately. Scripture says they went with haste to Bethlehem. 
in order to experience Jesus for themselves. You know, when I was a kid, uh, one year at Christmas, I was, I was almost four, and my older brother was just almost six. And, and that year for Christmas, we got one of those um, racing car sets, you know, with the slot cars and the, and the trigger that you pull and makes the cars go around. Some of you remember that. And if you don't remember, well, we have an example of it right over here for you. And in just a moment, we're going to get that on screen so that you'll be able to see these guys. Hey, y'all don't mind me. I'm just preaching. Y'all go right ahead, right? Uh, uh, these guys playing with the race cars over here. Well, so we got a set like this. I think it was a little more advanced than this one, um, 45-something years ago. And um, it came with those dreaded words that every parent fears at Christmas. You know what those are? Some assembly required, right? And so, well, my dad and his army buddy who was with us for Christmas that year, they began assembling the set. And man, they've got a almost four and almost six-year-old just nipping at their heels like, can I play? Can I? When's it going to be my turn to play? And man, we just could not wait. And so we were just right over there where they were. Is it my turn? Can I play now? I'm going to give you a little reenactment of how it went down. All right. Can I play now? In, in a minute. Oh, you're still setting it up? Looks like you're playing with it to me, but okay, you know. And I'm telling you, and so it, it wasn't minutes before we're back at them. You know, hey, what about now? Is it my turn now? Can I play now? Is it my turn? Making sure, it's safe. Making sure it's safe for us. Okay, okay, yeah. All right, so, you know, I, I think that quieted us for a few minutes, and then we're right back over there. What about now? Is it my turn? Can I play? Still dialing it in, huh? Okay. You know, I'm telling you, this went on and on and on. And I corroborated this story this week. My mama, who was here in the first service, all right, and uh, can testify that this is what happened. Now, my dad's not with us any longer. I couldn't check with him. But I checked with the army buddy as well just to make sure the memory is right. For an hour and a half, they played with the race cars <laughs> while we were desperate to get over there and play with them ourselves. Can you believe that on Christmas morning, they would do that, or Christmas afternoon by then, they would do that to these kids? Man, I am telling you, we were just anxious, like kids here tonight who would just love. You don't want to watch it on a screen. You want to come up here and play with it yourself, right? I wish I could let you. And you know what, to be honest, I've had more adult men today ask me if they could play with the race cars than I have kids, all right? <laughs> But I'm telling you, for me and my brother, it wasn't enough to just watch my dad and his buddy play with the race car set. We wanted to experience it ourselves. And you know what? It's good that you've been exposed to the Christmas story and the truths of Christmas once more this year. You've been exposed to the Savior's love once again. But I want to tell you, that won't do anything for you until you experience Jesus for yourself. You see, grandma's faith won't save you. It's got to be your faith in Jesus Christ as the Savior. Just knowing who Jesus is and how he came to earth at Christmas, that's not enough. Even understanding the message of salvation in Jesus Christ, how that he would live a holy, sinless life and then die a substitutionary, sacrificial death in order to pay the penalty for our sins. Even knowing that he would then rise again in victory over death and hell in the grave. That knowledge alone will not save you. 
No, it's only when you personally experience the Savior yourself. And what I mean by that is when you recognize your own sinfulness, when you repent of that sin before the one true righteous Lord, when you trust in Jesus alone as the Savior who can redeem you unto himself, redeem you from sin, that's how you experience Jesus for yourself. And that's when he will forgive you, when he will cleanse you from sin. He will make you new and whole and give unto you eternal life in him, which, of course, is the very reason why he came to earth as a baby. You know, like my brother and I were desperate to experience the racetrack for ourselves. The shepherds, man, they were determined and desperate to experience the Savior for themselves that night. And you too need to experience Jesus personally as your Savior. And I want you to know you can do that even tonight, even this Christmas Eve. In fact, it would be our delight to visit with you after our service tonight. You can find Pastor Mark or myself or any of our ministers or prayer partners. Man, we would be thrilled to visit with you about how you can know Jesus as your Savior even today. Well, there's a third thing we learned then about these shepherds. It's in verse number 17, and it's that they next expressed the gospel it says there that they made known the saying that had been told to them by the angel. Now, that angel had exposed them to the truth of Jesus' birth as the Savior, and well, then they had experienced him for themselves, but now they began to express the gospel to others. In other words, they began to go tell it. Those shepherds started having gospel conversations all those years ago. You see, the Messiah had come, and they just could not keep that news to themselves. They had been transformed by their encounter with Jesus Christ, and the gospel was now the story on their hearts and on their minds, and consequently, it was the story on their lips. And so wherever they went, they now had eyes to see that all these people whom they encountered were just carrying on in ignorance of the Savior. Like, like hey, that guy over there, he doesn't know that the Messiah has come. Or, or that family over on the other side of the road, they have no idea that the Savior's been born down in Bethlehem. We've got to tell them. We have the good news. We've got to make it known. And folks, let me tell you, it's no different today. Every day we encounter people who are just carrying on in ignorance of the Savior. And like those shepherds who marveled at Jesus coming, and then they intrigued the hearts of everyone that they could find as they shared the message of hope in Christ, even so we, you and I, we can express the gospel to others this Christmas. Church, I pray that your Christmas conversations are gospel conversations. Finally then, we see in verse number 20 that the shepherds exalted the Lord. It says there that they returned glorifying and praising God. Because, yeah, at some point they had to return to the normal day-to-day -day responsibilities that they carried. They had to return to those sheep that they had left out in the field that night. And a lot like them, we will all soon return to the daily grind that we are so used to. 
I'm telling you, that family that has come into town that maybe is scattered all over your house, they'll eventually return to their own homes and their own schedules. The Christmas decorations will all soon be put back in a box for another year, and even this meaningful, moving Christmas Eve worship service will soon become little more than a memory to us. But man, as the shepherds returned, something was different. Their encounter with Jesus had changed them, and so uh, as they were telling everyone they could find about the Messiah and his birth, they were caught up at the same time in praising God, giving glory to God. And when you and I soon return to our regular routines, we can follow that pattern of the shepherds. As we tell others about Christ, always glorifying and praising our great God. In the wake of another Christmas, while the gospel becomes the theme of our conversations, may God's praise ever be the theme of our hearts. Amen? Amen. Amen. Indeed, for those shepherds, the news of Jesus' birth turned their normal, dull, quiet night into a time of marvelous celebration and wonder and worship. And you know, Christmas Eve has become just that for all of us, a uniquely special night of celebration and wonder and worship. It's been for so long captured, for, in fact, for over 200 years, it's been captured so eloquently in the now classic Christmas carol that we're going to sing shortly together to conclude our time this evening. And so, as we prepare for that, I want to invite some folks sitting at the front of each seating section. Would you come forward and just receive the the flame from the Christ candle this evening, and then we will take that back to your section and share it with others who are there. And church, as you receive the, the flame from the Christ candle, would you pass that on to someone sitting near to you? And you see, we do this. It's a It's a picture, an image of how that we are to always carry the light of the hope of the gospel in Jesus Christ to others near us. And so we invite you this evening to stand with us as we prepare to sing in celebration, in wonder, and in worship. Silent night.
to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. 